Hey, Terry, it's Maya. Uh, hi, Maya. Nice to be speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. You know, I was trying to record it from the app on my iPad, and I was just sitting and waiting, and I was like, well, let me make sure she's... <laughs> yes. So now I'm on my phone, because I guess, okay. I don't know what the difference is, but you picked up right okay. away on here, but on the <gasps> iPad, it just... Ah. Okay, so we're, we're, we're finding our way around with technology. That's okay. Yes, we so are. <laughs> when, I, when I said hello, were you in the middle of recording? No, um, I was sitting in the app still, and I just happened to hear, um, I could hear my uh, email come through. And oh. I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's her, because that's the only email, the email that you have that would come through. I so see. I thought, maybe that's her. Let me check. And mm -hmm. um Okay, so we're on now. <laughs> okay, so so should we, uh, we want to eliminate this conversation and, and start again. <laughs> yes, so I have to try to edit it later before I um, post it. Okay. Um, so I did, I wanted to talk about um, couples because I know that's your specialty as well as mine, but I wanted to talk yes. about um, what we mentioned before, which is infidelity or cheating in the relationship um, beforehand. So before the couple's actually married um, and I was giving some thought to our last conversation about um, mm -hmm. if that cheating occurs during the dating process or the engagement process, mm -hmm. um, then how would one know what their next step is? Like, would you end the relationship? Would you stay in a relationship? And what would sort of be the reasons behind maybe someone making that decision? Right. So that so that's a great question. I really like that question. So the, the kind of the mechanics or the anatomy of cheating, let's say, that is the same, uh, the same dynamic, the same mechanism, um, mm -hmm. the same process, uh, regardless of the stage that the couple is in. But it's, so I, I kind of think of it like this, Maya, like um, if you ask a single person who's not in a relationship about infidelity, a lot of singles would just say, oh, that's a deal breaker, right? The end, mm -hmm. <laughs> like flip a switch. Like if anyone cheats on me, uh, it's over, kind of cut, cut and dry. Like there's nothing to think about. It does get complicated. And I, and I mostly work with couples that are married for the most part when there's been infidelity. And there's a lot of investment, right? They've got the mortgage, mm -hmm. they've got the kids, they've got the history, mm -hmm. their family. The in-laws. Yeah, yes. there's a lot of, uh, they're, they're knitted together. But a couple that hasn't um, made that commitment, they, they, they don't have that investment. But with all of the couples, uh, regardless of what stage they're in, in the commitment process or married, it's very important to find out why. Why did this happen? And, and when we uh, talked mm -hmm. before, I think we said um, engaged couple. So an engaged mm -hmm. couple would likely have uh, some pressures um, on them if they discover an infidelity in the engagement uh, stage, because that is a public announcement, you know, mm -hmm. where, where engaged means others know there's um the invitations are sent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the finding out the why, which is critically important for healing and for making the decision. So we don't want to make any kind of rash decision if you love mm -hmm. the person and you're invested and the finding out the why and, and, and healing from that to go forward, that, that takes time. You know, that's a slow and, and, and painful process. Recovery is, is slow and long. Yes. And so I'm thinking in that context, 
of the pressures of the public declaration of your a wedding is to happen uh, that does add some uh, additional pressure because the process of a fair recovery is slow and painful is this making sense to you it does make sense and um you just mentioned something that was very interesting to mm-hmm. me terry when a couple figures out the why or the individual the couple figures out the why um, yes infidelity took place what is the next step like what is still the determining factor of do we stay together or do Right. Okay. So the, so the main thing is when there's infidelity, uh, a foundational element has been compromised, which is trust and safety. So we want to see, and this is, this is why it's a long, painful process because trust and safety are foundational. They're, they're, they're not, you can't compromise on that. You can't have a little bit of trust or a little bit of safety it has to be very very robust and so the the Mm -hmm. determining factor is can we restore trust and safety do i feel safe with you do i have peace of mind uh do i uh, do i feel certain that i'm i'm not one of two but i'm your one and only you know the like the old song Mm -hmm. right you you only have eyes for me uh and, and when there's infidelity it really does feel like well you you had eyes for someone else you 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 want you wanted someone other than me and so the restoration of trust and safety is a big deal and uh, it, it doesn't always happen. You know, it's not always mm-hmm. able to be restored because it's so critical and there's a lot of, um, a lot of factors that, that go involved. But, but in the, but if we go back to a pre-marriage uh, couple, which is uh, the focus of your um, program and, and practice, they are, they are really setting up, they are establishing the purpose, as I see it, of the early relationship is to establish trust and safety. That's where it's being, yes. that they're setting up the foundation. So if you think of it like this, mm-hmm. during the um, establishing the trust and safety in the relationship, if it gets compromised at that stage, uh, that, that's, that's really worth noting. It's, it, it, a mistake would be to minimize it and and um quickly want to move through it you know i want to uh, let's move yes. on let's move on we're, we're, we're done mm-hmm. uh b- brush it by um but there are a lot of factors in terms of the nature of the infidelity uh if it was mm-hmm. no- known by others or it was just between them i mean there are a lot of uh pieces t- to this it's, it's it's complicated it's a complicated matter but the, it definitely I, is. Yeah. The worst thing would be, I think, to minimize it and quickly want to move on because they mm-hmm. want to restore the trust and safety. But in figuring out the why, uh, they, the couple can um, ideally determine what, what ha- was going on in our relationship that that left us vulnerable to this where did we where mm-hmm. did we go off track and so there are times when an infidelity can jolt a couple into crisis you know they're kind of drifting apart or things are not going well and then there's a act of infidelity and suddenly they snap to attention and it, yes. it it jolts them and they're forced to look at each other and what the relationship means and what they mean to each other and and that can be a, a very powerful wake up call and then they address uh, they they attack they they uh, pay attention to those things that left them vulnerable in the first place. 
So that's when it goes, when it goes as best it can, the couple comes out a little stronger. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know about you, but my experience has, has been with my premarital couples is that when there's infidelity during the dating or during the engagement process is that they do exactly what you just mentioned is Mm. that they want to let's hurry up and just get past it. And it's usually one person more than the other person. Yes. Um, They kind of want to sweep it under the rug because Mm. their take on it is the invitations are sent. I have the ring. I have the dress. I have my bridesmaids and we have to continue on with this so Mm. when you work with couples what would you suggest and for those couples who may be listening yes and how they can begin that process of figuring out what to do without rushing the process yes I mean uh, you know the timing of this is key right like is the wedding Mm -hmm. is the wedding a month away (laughs) is it yes the timing is very uh key and um, I, I guess what one possibility as we're as we're speaking is to say, even even if we agree to exchange vows, we still have to tackle this after after the um, vows are said and, and, and we exchange rings or after it's official, we still have work mm-hmm. to do. So uh, if they can be committed to continuing to work on this, even after the uh, ink on the marriage license is dry. Uh, that that would be very important. That that the, to, to acknowledge that this is un, unresolved. This is important. It, it it needs our attention after the wedding day. To, you know that 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 would be that would be a way of saying um, we're not sweeping it under the rug. We, we recognize the severity of this because infidelity is really a it's a crisis. it's it's different than other kinds of relationship problems it's different than a battle over uh, where to honeymoon or or what kind of ring to buy or what's for dinner this is a big deal Mm -hmm. and so it has it has to be it has to be addressed so I would say uh, some acknowledgement from the couple that that uh, the seriousness of it and that um uh, we have to address this. If, if they're close to the wedding date, then say we need to be committed to working this out after. Do, I, uh, does that sound about right to you? Yes, it does. Um, unfortunately, I've had a lot of experience mm-hmm. with this where maybe one person has a foot out the door. And so they kind of had no intention of getting married, but they didn't mm-hmm. know how to say that upright. Yes. <laughs> and so I then become sort of the mediator yes. um, to help their own through that process of being able to clarify what it is that they really want yes. in the relationship or that they don't want the relationship, right. unfortunately. Yes. Um, yes. Go ahead. Terry. Yeah. So, so they sometimes call that the exit affair, right? There's a, a label for this, which is I don't, I really am having a hard time saying it with words to you directly that I want out. And so they, they, they speak to their partner behaviorally. It's a behavioral way of speaking to someone. Uh, yes. You know, it, sort of like a child acting uh, out. It, it's similar to that. I mean, yes, if you do think of a, a teen that cannot go to the parent, cannot say, I, I, I feel this, I need this, and they're not able to do that, then, then they act out, you know, and, and that's a way of getting attention or, or, or bringing attention to the matter in a, you know, in a way. And so it is a kind of acting out. So this is why it's so important because sometimes the partner is saying something with their behavior mm-hmm. that, and that, that they want, want out or they can't commit and, and they're not able to do that. You might, I, I, you probably hear this 
they might, um, I call it the list when they start listing the person's good qualities, right? <laughs> she's a good mother. She's yeah. a hard worker. When the list, mm-hmm. when the list comes out <laughs> and they, they, they're, 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 they're rationalizing the, the, the value of the couple and it's like an intellectual mm-hmm. exercise that just doesn't yes. feel like a passionate love, a robust love to me. It's like, um, selling a product or, or something, you know, yes. uh, you know, they're, they're, it's like a, as if it's a intellectual decision, like uh, we're talking about a car purchase or something. All the good, all, <laughs> yeah, right. That, she's a great housekeeper, <laughs> right. He's good with the children, you know, this kind of thing. Yes. But um, so in your experience, Terry, what have been some of the reasons, some of the why reasons um, when you work with couples and they've actually gotten to the point where they can figure out the why? Right. So I know the women's magazines and the talk shows often give mm-hmm. a long list of reasons and complicated, <laughs> convoluted, yes. uh, twisted up, confusing. Why do people cheat? And I really think that there's one basic reason really just one and I I, I have Mm -hmm. simplified it and I I think I'm onto something and um, it's really in my opinion when the the relationship uh, the couple loses their either sexual or emotional connection or both because the romantic mm-hmm. relationship is, it, 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 it's romance. It needs to have mm-hmm. the emotional and sexual connection. And, and the couple needs to respond to one another, be responsive. So that there's, the job of each partner is to make sure the other one is, is loved and they know it for certain. You know, I've got, your ba- yes. I've got your back. You're the most special to me. And when that's mm-hmm. going well, both um, both parties in the relationship are are getting their romantic and their intimacy met, needs met within the relationship because that's the function of the romantic relationship. That's its yes. that's its purpose. Uh, the best friend model doesn't really work. It's not the best friend. Uh, the best friend is the best friend. This is a romantic partner, and so when mm-hmm. that gets kind of soggy or kind of lax or um, there's a turning away, there's more separateness, uh, you're not really turning to your partner, you, you're feeling lonely in the relationship or unloved, or it gets a little uh, lax, um, it leaves an opening of vulnerability for an outside party who's giving a little attention, a little um, compliments. It, the person's vulnerable to that because they're feeling kind of lonely and unloved. That's it's real. Yes. It's really that. Um, it's really that simple. I, I think, and uh, it can, the outside, uh, the attention from an outside party could could really be uh, something as simple as just being responded to, being noticed, mm-hmm. because they're validation very important, and 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 mm-hmm. and that's the the romantic relationship really has a function and a purpose, and uh, that doesn't sound romantic. <laughs> Yes. to say that but it really does but it is because yeah. because it's unique it's a unique relationship it's different from a sibling relationship it's it's different from mm-hmm. neighbors it's different from co-workers it's different than parental it has this intimacy that makes it unique so you need um flirty sentiment sentimentality romance 
uh, that kind of energy of uh, lovers, right? And 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 when that's not mm-hmm. when that that's not there, uh, it, it does leave both parties actually vulnerable to the attentions of of an outside party. So, yeah. So um, I I think that that's a good point that you make. And so, what would you suggest that couples do? to sort of make sure they're not going down that road? How do we keep it flirty and interested so that both parties feel tended to, so to speak, um, and feel appreciated and wanted? Yeah, you, you, they, uh, it's really like uh, the day-to-day things. It can really be small things. For example, um, eye contact's really important. <laughs> You know, the the comings and goings when the partner is, when you're waking up in the morning, do you take a moment Mm -hmm. to, to, to connect, to connect a little bit is walking in the door. You, you, you look past your partner and, and go to something else. These, this, this, and it's really um, the small matters to keep that the, the text messaging or the, or the communications when it starts to just Mm -hmm. become transactional, or or pick up like a duty yeah like a duty mm-hmm. uh yes that 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 kills it that you need those you need those little elements i was in the on my way to work today i i heard a song and i thought of you you know it reminded mm-hmm. me of you I, I i i saw a photo and and i was thinking about the time we we, we had together it reminded me of, of that special time to just keep that sentimentality the a little romance uh, it makes the person feel loved and special that you're my special someone uh, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting that feeling with you my partner uh, and, and when that's met then I if someone uh, an outside party uh, compliments me or or comes on to me or is assertive or shows mm-hmm. interest you, you can say oh th- th- thank you that's flattering but I'm uh, I'm not available yeah because you don't feel starved Correct. for affection and attention. Yes. Yes. Starved is probably a good word when you're really hungry and you go to the grocery store. Yes. <laughs> you want to you want to fill the cart up because you're hungry. Yes, with everything. Yeah, something like whether it's good for you or not. That, that, that's right. That's right. Something like that. So these little things. I mean, couples sometimes say, "Oh, we have to we have to tend to this romantic part. We need a vacation. We need to." every Friday night. I mean, those things are good, you know, vacations, and mm-hmm. fr- but you really don't have to do that. It's the, yeah. it's the, the di- little, yeah, things. the little note in the mm-hmm. lunch or the, uh, I'm thinking mm-hmm. of you or the flirty text, or uh, I, I call them a fair, like elements, you know, uh, yes. uh, keep it, keep it, keep your juices hot flowing. And spicy. Hot and spicy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you're my lover essentially. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you mentioned something that, um, I've known for a long time, mm-hmm. even because, you know, I, I originally started my work with children oh. and then I moved into um, uh, adults because I really need to see the whole family system. Yes. And then I, mm-hmm. I moved into couples mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, I need to get the couples strong so they have stronger families. Um, and so you mentioned walking into the door, walking in the door and being acknowledged. That is so important, just like you just like even with the parent child relationship. Mm-hmm. And I know that you're big on attachment and I am as well. Yes. But I feel like one of the cruelest things that we can do to somebody that we love is make them feel like they don't matter. Oh, meaning yes. they walk in the room or into the house and we don't acknowledge them or we don't get excited or even just give them a hug mm-hmm. or something. Yes. Acknowledge that they are present. Yes. And that we're excited that they're present. And I think it's the same with parents 
just as it is with the parent-child relationship. Like that's one of the cruelest things yes. for a child as well as a spouse or soon to be spouse to feel like you didn't even notice me walk into the room or did you realize I was home? Right. You know? It's like I'm not <laughs> Do you realize I was late from work? <laughs> or did, did, and under that is, do you notice me? And under that Set is, off. do you love me? Do I matter yes. to you? And if I matter mm-hmm. to you, how can I know that for sure? You didn't look at me. This is very, very important. And they sometimes yes. talk about coming in the door and who's ever walking in the door you know, in someone's home, they go to the children first. And we say, no, you've got to go to the partner first and connect mm-hmm. first. Yes. And, and, yes. and I tell them that they're, that they're each other's most important other. They're, they're, they're the most important yes. person above the children. And uh, yes. I said, there's nothing better for the children than uh, mom and dad loving each that. other. That's the best. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I find a lot of people don't know that I agree with that wholeheartedly, Terry. Mm. Because I feel like if we have a strong couple relationship, then we're going to be a united front and better parents. Totally. And better to tackle the children who are oftentimes, you know, there and wanting and needing. And at times we do have to join and lock arms and forces against the children. Uh, 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 definitely, yes. Uh, definitely, yes. It, that, that keeps the bond. It's a bonding behavior. And, uh, you know, attachment and bonding, it makes them uh, really... Uh, strong it's it's very very important and it's really good for the kids it's good for the children it it, yeah it's that's the kind of the point they say if I pay pay attention to the partner my children will suffer no it's the opposite (laughs) Mm -hmm. right and it's it's good role modeling as well totally so I have one one more question as I'm being mindful of the time Mm -hmm. um oh gosh did it just slip my mind (laughs) um Oh my goodness! I think it did. Slip my mind. <laughs> well, that happens sometimes. That's okay. Oh yes. Um, oh okay. So for those who, oops, I didn't hear you. I can't hear you. Infidel. Sorry. If they're okay. in a relationship and they feel as though some infidelity is taking place, yes, and they're engaged to be married. How would you advise that they go about addressing that or talking about it? Because mm-hmm. in my experience, it that has been really difficult. And that has also been part of the, the rest of the problem besides the infidelity is that they don't know how to talk about it. And it end up, they'll end up in a very sort of uncomfortable, um, sometimes volatile situation. Right. Because, yes, <clears throat> because it's so important to, can, can, <clears throat> excuse me, I have a little... Cough, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, the answer is to see a good therapist. If mm-hmm. you're having trouble uh, maneuvering that, would really be so- to seek out a professional who's skilled at this so that to help bridge the gap to one another. Uh, trying to handle it on your yes. own is, is uh, uh, very hard to do. I, I, if couples say, mm-hmm. we discovered an infidelity um, eight months ago and, and, and they tried eight months or, or more, on their own. I mean, I, I do think seeking a good uh, therapist who's skilled in this area would be, would be key. Cause, and, and like I said earlier, mm-hmm. acknowledging it and acknowledging the severity of it and what it, what it means. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the that, it's, that is a, a significant matter. Uh, mm-hmm. This is important. And this means something not, not to blow by, minimize it. That would be the, the worst. Yes. But I, I yes. do think getting a good, a skilled professional would be very important. 
Okay. So if they're suspecting it, um, getting someone to help them intervene to be able to have the Mm -hmm. sort of help facilitate that conversation. I think so. Do you mean if it's not really verified, like if there's a suspicion of it? No, if it's it's verified, but just um, I think that couples sometimes have a hard they can't kind of um, find out the why because yeah. there's so much emotion yes. um, that's taking place that any conversation about it, it just explodes into something that's no longer productive. Right. And that, and that speaks to because safety and trust are so paramount, anything that threatens that is, is, uh, is damage, you know, is worrisome. So I really find yes. couples are hyper tuned in to any, um, you know, outside uh, interest, even if it's, it's, it's really inconsequential or benign, uh, they tend to be uh, uh, very tuned in to, to a, a certain glance or a word or any kind of interaction their partner might make with someone if they're seeing that as flirtatious. And so an all out infidelity mm-hmm. is really uh, monumental. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you would like to share, Miss Terry, before we wrap up? <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thinking about that. So I would say maybe ignore the women's magazines and the, uh, talk show, mm-hmm. those, those things, <laughs> the blog, yeah, that's and- <laughs> kind of a pet peeve of mine is this, they make it very complicated or, or they say mm-hmm. p- people who cheat, they, 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 they get kind of a, a rap of, uh, uh, they're awful. They're 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 morally uh, inept. They're they're bad characters. They oh, want to cheat or these mm-hmm. kind. But it's really this feeling lonely and neglected and unloved and and unable to get their needs met. So we really want the couples yes. to figure ways to be vulnerable with one another, and reach and respond in a way that gets those deeper needs met because they're having trouble yes. they're having trouble doing that clearly if there's infidelity yes. that it speaks speaks to that when they walk in my office and there's been an uh, episode of infidelity I, I i immediately know that something between them before the infidelity was lagging or or wasn't quite wasn't quite mm-hmm. working right that 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 pre- yes. preceded the infidelity which when you say that, that makes me think of the fact that I often believe that it takes two so that everybody has a part in the relationship going well, as well as when it's going bad. Yes. And so in thinking about what was wrong before the infidelity took place, shares the blame, because I think that's the other thing that happens with the blogs and the women's yes. magazines and all those things is that it's all about blaming one person right. and not understanding that it takes two people. Yes. So whether it's because one person was feeling starved, well, then the other person starved them out. Yes. Um, or they weren't turning to their partner when one person's turning to the other person's turning away, yes. that it takes two people. And I think that goes a long way and that helps a lot in being able to kind of recover from it is when both parties are able to kind of take some ownership. Uh, Definitely. And even if we, as counselors, I think frame it in terms of the unit of two, it's the relation, this third entity, which is the relationship. And when we talk about blame or cause, it's the relationship. Mm -hmm. And, And because both parties are in the relationship, by very definition, it implies two, right? Uh, yeah, it's just implied. I like that. Yeah. So, so this sometimes um, in talking about this, my my views get a little misunderstood. That they think that the party that did not uh, 
engage in the affair directly cause the other one to have the affair that that some kind of lack mm-hmm. in the in the person who did not have the affair if they didn't do this or that the other one wouldn't wouldn't uh, stray but that's not that would not be accurate. It's more the, as you said, the give and take, the interaction, the exchange to keep that, Mm -hmm. um, keep turning to one another for your deeper emotional and sexual needs creates the bond and makes it strong so that an outside party can't get in, can't penetrate. Yes, exactly. It's It's Fort Knox. It's Fort Knox. (laughs) They can't get in because you said, "I'm, I'm getting my those romantic needs. I feel special in love with my partner. So Mm -hmm. there's no opening. (laughs) I matter when I go home, I matter. Exactly exactly (laughs) right. So that, that's an important, uh, that's an important uh, message, I think. Wow. Well, thank you, Terry. (laughs) I appreciate the conversation. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. And I look forward to talking to you soon. We'll keep in contact Um, And I really hope my listeners um, love the interview and I hope that it's beneficial for them. Oh, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. And I'm happy to be on your program. Oh, thank (laughs) you. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Have a good evening. Bye. You too. Bye-bye.